Welcome back again to the Heavy Shell Podcast. I'm your host, West, and with me, as always, I'm happy to have Luca. Hello. And Moose. Hello. And today we got a bit of a mixed bag for you. Some little good news, a little bad news, depending on uh, if you're an employee of Blizzard or not. And uh, if you are an employee of Blizzard, how did you find our podcast? Um, that how, do you, said, how do you have internet? Oh, Why are you well, not on the street? That, oh, uh, okay. Well, you know what? Truth hurts. Um, but before we get into that, uh, well, let's get a little bit of good news out the way. If you are a fan of Game Pass, so not Moose, um, you would be happy to hear <laughs> that, um... I'm not against it. I just oh, don't need it. I have so many jokes I could say right now, but none of them are Twitch ready. So I'm gonna go ahead I and was thinking Pass. the same thing. Just being very anti-Game Pass and, like, what Moose is. Um... <laughs> in the parallels there now with game pass and the good news about it is that they have been well buying up essentially some studios here and there and then making partnerships with others and so with that you have uh, the latest announcements of bethesda pretty much being bought by microsoft and they got right to it as far as uploading all those games to download and play and it's Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind. Uh, you're going to have other things, such as uh, all the Doom games, and then uh, Dishonored right. 1 and 2. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing something. Uh, Prey and Wolfenstein, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, Prey, Wolfenstein, yeah, all the Wolfenstein games. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot going on there. As now, we say, good value, good value. Mm-hmm. And so, after that, they also now, and this was a surprise to me, but they have a EA Play. There's a partnership with them now, and so that was Origin, and you would subscribe to it, kind of like a Netflix service, and you would have a certain set of games that you could start playing for like seven ninety nine a month or nine bucks a month. No, it was like fourteen bucks a month. You have access to all their games, even the new ones. Well, the $10 tier of that EA Play is on Game Pass at no extra cost. So it's just absorbed if you're paying 9 bucks a month for Game Pass. Well, you got EA Play wrapped into one. So you pretty much have double the value all under Game Pass now. And all of those EA games you can play. And then the very, very new ones, you get at least 10 hours to play. So if you're a Game Pass member and it's been kind of just sitting over there, on your toolbar, and you're like, mm, is there any games in there? Oh, yes, there is. They've added so many games. And they got great games coming just from their regular deals without having to buy up studios. You have Octopath Traveler is one of them that's coming up very, very soon on the 24th. And then, let's see, I just had it in front of me. Um, Octopath Traveler, Yakuza 6, so that would finish off like the first six Yakuza games you'll be able to play all within Game Pass. And then they have Pillars of Eternity 2 is coming. All those are coming on the 24th. And so again, when it comes to all those subscription services, which Moose has a deep hatred for, 
Um, yes, yes. You might remember at the a, start of this a podcast. A radical war against them, if you will. I said, radical, like, and I quote, I absolutely despise Game Pass and everything it represents. That was the first thing that came out of my mouth. And what was weird, like, I mean, like, you interrupted his intro just to say that, you know, which I, I thought was rude. I did. But you just let it happen, <laughs> you know? I mean, this is a man who will, like, track you down for, like, you know, coughing during the silent section where the intro is playing. Right, yeah. he'll, tr- he'll like burn down your house for that and he just let you interrupt the intro like that is the strength of your feeling here he was like you know I can't step on a man's passion like that you <laughs> can't know? step on a man's passion exactly um, there, there is an energy here you gotta let him fly you know um, so it's down to PlayStation Now in Game Pass and it kind of even seems silly to mention PlayStation Now at this point yeah I didn't didn't remember it like, existed. They, they have like 700 games where like you only care to play like 12 of them. Uh, Moose cares to play none of them. Hence his <laughs> hatred for the games. Um, but that yeah. doesn't make him any less uh, of a gamer. Because so, I mean, he's played Half-Life, so like he's pretty much legit. He's qualified. <laughs> yeah, that that's actually the requirement. Um, it really is. If you're a PC gamer, you play If you want to vote in the PC gaming um, elections government, where you that we're going to be establishing. PC gaming. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to be the CEO of uh, oh God. personal computer digital there's, video game entertainment. There's some jokes about PC master race and elections here, but you know, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not making it. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm certainly not going to leave it ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm looking into the PlayStation now. You know, we haven't. Cursed. I had completely forgotten it existed. Yeah, yeah, PlayStation now. It's well, uh, uh, one of the problems is a lot of their games they don't let you download. You have to just stream it. And that's just kind of a stupid old Ooh. model at this point. Like that's, Xbox yeah, that's, like just that is just down like they trust you to just download the game, you know? Um I think PlayStation is getting better. Like they have a couple hundred that you can download, but the fact that some stream and I've played those that stream and you can tell right away. And I have Google Fiber internet. And if I'm struggling, anyone else is going to be struggling. So, yeah, that's our uh, subscription service news that is worthy of Moose's time. I don't want to offend his time anymore. So we're going to move no, on. No, I think, I think it's interesting. Not that I personally am a big fan of it, you know. I, 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 thought, I did I release I my manifesto last week. As a 400-page manifesto on why I hate it. Um, but what I'm, what I'm most interested by is that this is like Microsoft and Sony doing this. I'm interested if Valve has any plans to try and do this. I don't, I don't think they I, have. I the, don't know, I man. Don't think I think they have I, the nerve. I, I really because I feel like they do like, it just to, just to annoy others. I feel like, like Valve is in a position where they've been on top of. I don't even know what the, the gaming purchasing games manager platform what, what do you call that what's the word i'm looking for storefront? i'm gonna go, i'm gonna Game go store games. storefront yeah yeah storefront no i'm going with games manager screw you um okay uh, yeah that, that's the kind of title that you put on your resume instead of like <laughs> cashier at gamestop <laughs> I'm a games, games manager, manager. I, I control what um, games come in and out I'm yeah they, they've been on top of that market for so long and i mean they get like a decent cut of their sales you know and well, like, it's not even the sales it's the microtransactions built within the game the steam marketplace i would guess makes an absurd amount of money for them see i don't i don't really interact with it so i always forget that like that is an unironic legitimate industry unto itself in a way 
Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I feel like they probably are sitting pretty happy there. And I, considering that seam has been around for insert large number here, uh, years, um, and it still kind of runs like trying not to curse. Um, a, a, a man with a broken leg. Yeah. That's how it runs. Um, I, I don't know that what they're going to update it like that. Um, yeah, you've what? got you've got some very specific <laughs> curse words in your vocabulary there. It's like, what else would you call a man with a broken leg? Jesus. Um, <laughs> He's inventing new ones and then trying not to say them on the podcast. What are you, why are these feelings so charged against handicapped people? My God. Um, I, I definitely agree with the sentiment, though. Um, because against it, it people does with seem broken like, legs? No, I, as far as Steam not wanting to... Uh, not needing to kind of progress, but nice safe. Well, here's the thing. I don't know. We, we did mention I, when I, Epic was I have two of... words smushed into one, known as blockbuster. They're around for a long time, and the Netflix yeah. said, "Well, yeah, but, but get notice, off our lawn." You know, notice critically that that as blockbuster was having to compete with um with Netflix, what blockbuster did was uh, try and compete with Redbox, right? Which was not what they True. needed to do. Like what I'm yeah. saying is, I don't know that I. A, I don't know that seems necessarily that as in danger as Blockbuster was, and oh, also. No. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. So honestly, so, honestly so here, I kind of expect them to pull a Blockbuster and just be like, "No, nah, we're good." So, in in my in my view, the biggest threat that Steam has had in terms of like we are the de facto de facto. Wow, that was de facto. <laughs> Ooh, that was about. Um, uh, de facto, it's not de facto. Guys, we're learning de, English as we facto. go on this podcast. This is, de facto is Latin. I'm over here inventing new curse words. He's over um, there learning. Basic at least I English think words. it's Latin. Anyways, I should know. Um, it epic was basically putting itself into a very attractive position for people to want to go to the Epic Game Store rather than Steam, and yeah. that was that was the time when we were like. What's Steam going to do? What's How's Steam going to respond? And Steam really did nothing. And then nothing changed, really. I mean, Epic is now popular, but I don't think people are like... Well, because the fan base, like Steam had a literal army of PC fanboys just go at Epic nonstop. Like, yeah, I was like there even... during one of the raids. Like, I saw the death threats in real time. Go. I was there when any... the strength of men failed. Like... Well, like I'm, I'm like you know, you hear about it all the time, and you're just like, "Oh yeah, show us receipts of the death threats." Blah blah blah. I saw them. Like they were coming at like every three minutes for at, at these one days, the Ublitz devs, and that um, anyone who signed with Epic. Oh my goodness! I completely forgot. Deserve it of death, essentially. <laughs> and if you hear a bunch I... of noise, that is my dog jumping on furniture. He doesn't belong on. You know, it's it's kind of funny you mentioned that about um. Like, show us the receipts for the death threat. I mean, like, I never doubt when people say they got death threats, right? Because I've, I've been kicking around the internet long enough to, like, I have gotten death threats for, like... Oh, yeah, I've had to. Saying things on Discord, you know? Mm. Multiple times, like, moderating Discord chats, I've gotten threats, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, but, um... no, I, I do remember what you're saying. And, like, even without that sort of horde of, of, of enthusiastic Steam supporters, shall we say, I um, I don't know that Epic would... Like, even without that, I don't... If anything, that almost drew more attention to the availability of Epic as a platform. 
right? Um, in, in some ways, but in, I feel like they could have done a lot better in building their brand. Like, they've maybe only accomplished 5% of what people said. Hey, if you want to actually compete with Steam and get our attention and get our customer base, here's what you need. You know, there's pretty much a lot of very useful Steam features. Have um, decent and, uh and they've reviews. only done like 5%, yeah. And they've they've bought up these studios and putting out games and then they give a free game pretty much like every week or two weeks. But honestly, so like, really it's in good. the back of my mind though, like compared to the other stuff because since I'm not playing Fortnite anymore, I don't really go to Epic unless I have a free game. But I've only bought one game from their store and that's Control. Everything else I've gotten for free. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, even with the cornering on the studios, it's it's sort of like you, that's only gonna mean a lot to you if you're really particularly interested in one of the games that they get exclusivity with. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Metroxis, to me, I really wanted to play it, right? Or you just buy like nine million games a month, and most so people my, um... honestly have like one or two games at a time. So, eh, mm-hmm. you know. My my point with bringing up all of this is that in terms of PlayStation Now and um, Games Pass and stuff like that, they're the only mainstream forms of their service that exist um, still. Uh, because, you yeah. know, you had, oh, what was it called? Where you would, like, get demos in the mail or something like that? The Whatever. Ancient Past, yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, the... And 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 the the, the long long ago, um, the medieval ages of gaming. Yes, but what what I think Steam it's has done, games. and I thought of this after saying, why don't is Steam going to pursue this? Um, they they had their uh, they have their like demo weeks or multiple weeks actually. Mm-hmm. So there was like the the you know Steam demo game festival, and I think that is a very effective way to do that sort of thing because a lot of the free games. Games Pass and PlayStation Now, they have big titles on them. Mm-hmm. The majority of them are not big titles, right? E- like Gamefly. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Funky Finch makes that was me the think long of something dead else too. Service. I want to so, um, so anyways, most of the games on PlayStation Now and uh, Games Pass, they are indie games, these small titles. And that's a lot of what you see with the... With the um, demo events the the steam game demo events whatever they name them because they name them a different thing every single time they have one i think that might just be a lie anyways far it seems so yes and you know it's like when i'm looking for a game to play there's so many games looking at just the a list for playstation now i would not play all of them so what i would do is i would look through i would oh i'll try these and I'll probably try four or five, and then I'll actually play one or two, mm-hmm. right? And by Steam just opening up with some demos, it's like, hey, here are games, play the demos. It's the same kind of effect. And actually, for the first time in years, I put games on my wish list because I played demos of them. And I said, I would like to play the full release when it comes out. So that's kind of maybe that that's Steam's approach. I don't think Steam has shown that it needs to change recently. Um, and just to conclude my statements, um, I have an absolute burning hatred for Games Pass, and uh, you know, that's all. I mean, 
uh, one thing I will say about those demo leaks is um, I think they're very effective in a way because you know there is a, a timer, a countdown, you know? And when, yes, I go into, yes. when I go into Xbox Games Pass, I see a bunch of indie games and I go, I'll check that out at some point. And then I close it and I don't open it for another week, right? And then you don't find out, oh, wait, they're taking that game away until like two weeks before they announce, hey, by the way, this game that's been on here for a year, it's not going to be on here. But for two yeah, weeks. exactly, right? And so it's it's, I I think the Steam Festival demo event um, Palooza things are are they a because it's Steam and you have it up all the time, b because it's in the banner at the top, so you see it, and c because you know it's only gonna last a week. I actually engage with those a lot more than I do the full games that are guaranteed to be of decent quality that I have over here that I can play as much as I want, you know? Yeah, the, like, those those two weeks in February, that was like the most variety of games that I <laughs> I hadn't engaged with probably ever, you know? And, and like some of them didn't click, but I was like, look, man, it's a demo. I don't even have to finish the demo. Let me just get a sense of what the game is about. And I'll, and I'll like... 100 days winemaking simulator i am not gonna play what? that game that game went over what? my head but i mean you know hey it's i played it it was an experience it was different from my style for sure i don't think if i saw 100 days winemaking simulator on <laughs> game pass assuming i had it and i don't have this um deep-seated hatred for it i don't think i'd ever i'd ever download it. i wouldn't go oh sure why not but it was a demo i was like I've got like a week and a half to play this or however long it was. It's only a demo. It literally takes four seconds to download. Let me try it out. Mm-hmm. We we do have to move on to other things, but one final thing I want to say about this story is I kind of think of it in parallels of, you know, because we made the Blockbuster and then Redbox example earlier. It feels like that um, the Redbox equivalent would be the Epic Store. And then when it comes to okay. Game Pass versus PlayStation Now, PlayStation Now would be Hulu. And then Game Pass would be Netflix, right? Yeah, I think that's fair, actually, um, yeah. And even though Steam is not under threat, let's let's say we're putting it in that blockbuster box. Um, I feel a cool thing towards like Steam is like, look, we're not just following the trail of others. We're going to do our own thing. What if Steam literally just made it to where you could rent games? Any ah. game. Because then that turns it into, they open the whole library, but you can rent a $60 game for 10 bucks for a week. I I can see that. The other thing I can see them because they're going to make like, far more money that way. And so then they're not like, "Oh, we're giving up. See, we're all going subscriber. Moose is going to hate us now." <laughs> in a, in a in a very bizarre move, they decide to make games rentable, but they mail you the access codes. <laughs> I mean that okay that a that would be really funny, but also what made I can me think of that was the GameFly it. stuff because there was a time where Netflix and GameFly and how their behaviors 
with customers where it was strictly disc-based. And so I was using both. I, I, I'm like renting DVDs and renting games. Um, and I remember dropping them off in the mail both times, like played these games, played these DVDs, completely different companies, the exact same behavior as far as how their business model worked, you know? Yeah. Um, um, what if Steam just went with renting like Blockbuster, <laughs> except they don't well, have to worry about the physical overhead. Or, or the discs getting, um, or the disc rented to a, a, and a we know they have the technology to control whether or not the game is going to work or not or launch. You know, um, I I can see them doing that. I can also what would also be interesting is you know how you have those steam points to buy stickers and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you could like spend those steam points to play, you know, to like basically like rent a game for you know like a day or a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. They they would never allow that. They it's would never so stupidly expensive to do stickers with their game points. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing, like we don't know how many people how, how many people have what points stacked up. And honestly, I don't know too much about the steam points. So I don't know how easy it is it's, to get it's them. It's gimmicky. Yeah, it's, But it's I know just... I know Nintendo has like their gold points or gold coins. And I know Justin, he used to work with Heavy Shelf. He was just talking the other day about how just from him buying and playing other games, he got enough gold coins to buy another game full price for free, practically with just his gold coins. So that'd be interesting if some of the stuff that I've said seems useless in Steam, if they made it to where like, hey, the Steam trading cards that you've earned from like beating games and instead of you selling them off for like 33 cents, what if they actually had more of a value to them in that you traded your cards in and you could actually rent games? Well, you say that, but I have friends who I like have I have been like, um, oh, you should get this game or I or like, I think I actually I need to get a game. And one of my friends was like, oh, dude, 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 dude sell your trading cards. And I was like, what? Because, like, they're worth, like, 19 cents, right? Yeah, yeah. But unironically, if you've had Steam for years and you've never engaged in the market, if you sell everything, like, he's done this before, where he's ended up buying games just from selling those off. So, like, it's possible to do. It's just, you have to have um, two-factor authentication and, 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 and sell them all off and blah, 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 you know? Mm. You gotta drink a verification can of Steam Energy. Steam Energy. <laughs> I do like the idea of Steam releasing, like, rather than actually trying to compete with GameStash or anything, they just start, like, a competitor gamer, uh, g- game, G Fuel, there we go. That's what I'm talking <laughs> I'd buy it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but you we, open it up and it's literally just Steam that comes out. And then we can only it. go on about <gasps> subscriber services before Moose's blood pressure goes through the roof. So we're going to move on. Yeah, that's right. I'm furious right now. <laughs> he's he's really leaning into being so angry. I I'm I'm conjuring up memes in my mind as we speak about like this radical pasture of an anti uh anti games rental sect of of I don't know gamer religion insert you know. But uh, what are we moving on to now? <laughs> I, I was just looking at some cards real quick, and like most of them are like five cents, or <laughs> yeah. you can turn them into gems. You you said you said uh, yeah I sold some of my cards that were nineteen cents and West immediately pulled up his Steam list looked at every single card that he had oh I got fifteen cents big history. money 
talk about that Steam stimulus check when I sell these cards off. Um, I'm going to do a big short on Steam cards. It's going to work. I uh, so I actually wish we could turn Steam cards into a currency, into a currency. Like you know, you know how many games I would actually play, and finish my Steam games, if it meant I, I, I could turn those cards that I win from those games into money. Come on. Someone needs to explain to him, um, like the CS:GO scene with like skins, you know, and just like watch watch his entire life horse be drained by the game over the next twenty four hours. You know? Yeah. Do Do you want to have to tell people that you know why you can't afford to put gas in your car, but you got a really cool weapon in a game? I've heard a few nightmare things. I was just watching a clip the other day of like apparent. I don't know if it was CS:GO, if if it was something else. But the dude was raging on Twitch because he went to clear a room that he thought someone was in. Yeah. And he shot two rounds. And he was like, that was $600 in real life. I'm like, hold up. Why does digital ammunition cost $600? What? And why did you think it would get help what yeah what um, i don't know what game i'm very was, confused but i'm very um, confused i don't know if it's like he was kind of skewing the scale because he knows that the same kind of currency you use to buy weapons can also be used to buy cards or skins that then can be traded real money so i don't know if he was doing some conversion stuff but he was really pissed I- that he wasted ammunition on something he couldn't kill I have no idea what game that I've never heard of a game where you have to buy your ammunition <laughs> with like actual money. And no, I don't think it was that he you he had to buy it with direct money, but he knows that other things you got to buy with direct money, like currency that then is in game currency that can buy ammunition and other things. But uh, okay, um, I, I don't honestly know. that's something we need to look more into. But uh, <laughs> I've heard horror stories. I, about I'm very that confused. And then, and then CSGO. now. Um, the next up story we had is a uh, blizzard. And if you're like, wait, haven't we covered this kind of thing with, before with blizzard firing people? Yeah, we did back in 2019. And, um, they're just like running the same play, I guess. Uh, yeah, so last time back it in... was 800 or so. Yeah. Something like that. Luke, could you, um, are you the one that has the details on the blizzard story? I want to, yeah, back in, I think it was quarter four of 2019, they fired 800 employees, which I, I want to say is supposed to be like the, the largest uh, uh, layoff that they've Oof. ever had. Now, that that was Activision Blizzard combined. Um, yeah, and a lot of it was esports only, division. Only 200 came from Blizzard. Now, this time, they've laid off only like 200 people, or 190 people, rather. But maybe it was fifty. It's it's very strange, um, because basically we know for sure Can that they fired. Count? Well, no, we know for sure that they fired uh, fifty people from their esports division. Whereas, and we know they fired more, but there isn't a precise number that I've seen. What I I do know is that Bloomberg reported that they fired about two percent of their staff, and that would be about one hundred ninety people. So the one hundred ninety number, as far as I understand it, is like a a math. Uh, derivation of, of, of oh my goodness it's they... a math <laughs> man I can speak English I promise you 
Um, roughly 190 people, somewhere in that ballpark is, is what they've laid off, right? And um, what's also happened, right, is uh, CEO gets big, big, uh, big paycheck, you know? Um, and everyone, like, I, I've seen the narrative going around that uh, this this Activision Blizzard CEO, like, fired 200 people and, and used that to, like, uh, give himself this $200 million uh, bonus this year. Right? He literally turned them into money. <laughs> he put them in the machine that Blizzard has deep or, underground. Or like this idea that like why did they fire people? They you know uh, you know when he's getting a bonus or or how can he be getting a bonus when they're firing people? Whatever. And as far as I can tell, the two things are more or less unrelated. Surprise, surprise. Unrelated, um, but the numbers stack up very close. Like one ninety fired, two hundred million. Then you have ten million left over to buy them. What did they? What did he buy them, Lucas? Did, I, I, did you catch that? Well, they they get a severance package, but also they get something like I want to say it was what two hundred dollars yes. uh, gift cards for BattleNet, which is just <laughs> the like okay. So sometimes That's just a slap in the face. Like, exactly. Like, exactly. Like you're gonna want to play any because really they're not giving them any money with the gift card. They're saying they're giving, hey, they're giving spend them this money here. for the company store, you know. That the company. <laughs> Do you remember when you it. used to work for this company? Me neither. Get out. That's like, like saying, okay. "Hey, you're no longer allowed to work here." But if you find yourself downtown, I guess you can use the parking lot. Yeah, exa- exactly. Oh my covered. god, dude! Like, exactly. <laughs> like it's so weird. Battlenet. They get a decent. What's on Battlenet? They get like a decent severance, right? Um. Given I, I'm not quite sure if, like that was, I assume that was in their contracts. I I, I assume that isn't just the company being nice, right? Um, but you know, like if it was, if you just heard about the severance, you'd be like, okay, well at least they get that. But then you hear, oh, and they gave them gift cards for Battle.net, and all of a sudden it goes from like, oh, well at least they have that to you fucking bastards. How could you do this to them? Right, it's it a E for everyone rating. But yes, oh, damn it again. Speed run, um, thirty minutes, fifty six <laughs> seconds. But no, I, we have to, we have no, to start keeping it, a it. clock in like, the corner. That's pretty much like the language I'm sure they use in their head. So we're gonna chalk that up to a quote of a yeah. yes. <laughs> we don't know which one, but one of them said exactly those words. It scientifically has to be. Yes, exactly, exactly. Now, um, what I I don't think we've actually mentioned is why right why they did this what uh and i don't know about the other 140 roughly speaking but the 50 from the esports division it's it's a little strange how they're wording it because it it seems to basically come down to kind of covid right because obviously not having in real life events right they're having everything go over the internet and they're also trying to like i think the word that uh the guy used uh was like reimagine or something like that they're they're laying off staff maybe bringing in new people and just generally it's part of them changing up how they're doing their league stuff right their overwatch league and um i think they also mentioned uh it having to do with the call of duty league right and so honestly i'm I'm a little bit like yeah it makes sense you know eh 
And then the the big bonus to the CEO comes out of basically their stock going to the moon, as the kids say, right? Um, it, it's been doing really well over uh, the last year, right? Mm-hmm. Po- again, possibly because of COVID, and he has a clause in his contract, uh, and so we got a, a big bonus. And it's like the two things are not related, you know? That's a nice theory. I have another. Okay, okay. So two possible theories. Uh, those 50 people from the quote-unquote esports team uh, were involved in probably some kind of teleporter mishap and disappeared, and now they're trying to cover their tracks. Um, more likely, though, the money machine under Blizzard needs human sacrifices to operate. So drawing of straws, got some short straws. I like the idea that all of like the Twitter accounts of the people who've been fired are just like false flag you know they're not real instead of a QA they're, they're just a cover-up this sounds like a ga non-conspiracy like gamers anonymous and this oh is something God, like moose has really tapped into something he's like guys i got the scoop guys we I've, okay, okay i've got the strings get... on all sorts of news articles on my wall to prove it okay and when it comes out it's going to be big I, I do actually kind of want to convince like some segment of society that this is unironically true, right? And then just sort of watch uh, watch EA headquarters get like protests around them, you know? Or not you EA? Why did I say yeah? I meant Blizzard. I, I mean, I'm fine with both, but like, I just don't uh, understand. Actually, yes, I would like to see that as well. You're like, hey, Blizzard will see the EA office and they'll know. Hey, what exactly? Well, no. You think Blizzard about it. You think about it. Incident. Actually, actually, this is one of my many, many big brain moments, right? Because you think about it. Who buys into these uh, these sorts of theories the hardest? It's boomers, and boomers don't know anything about video games, so they'll get the two companies confused and they'll turn up the wrong <laughs> place, right? Right? I'm right. Tell me I'm right. Come on. Okay, you're not doing that, but I'm still right. But yeah, no. That that's more or less the story. Um. The two hundred dollar gift cards is really funny, but yeah, other just... than it, it doesn't seem to be as big a deal as people were making it out to be. The twenty nineteen layoffs um were a a lot larger and b I think a lot more significant as far as I can tell. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know this necessarily twenty nineteen. Reflects... You couldn't deflect that on hey COVID. Yeah. So it, um. It, it, well, I I I I actually like... I actually do kind of well. I don't know that I totally buy um, that, like, oh, it's just because COVID, but that does make some sense, because if they're not needing the people that had employed to uh, orchestrate the, you know, the, the real-life events, then why would they keep them? On the other hand, I I think me and Wes have talked about this at some length, about our lack of optimism around Overwatch League and its future, shall we yeah. say? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so Overwatch if, 2, which if, well, we got together and just trash talked that, for a while. That's that's not lack of optimism. That's just being correct, you know? Um, <laughs> Some and, deal in opinions, we deal in facts. Yeah, the, the I, I will say, I, I, or where I was going is, I don't know that this necessarily bodes well or, or paints a... What I'm saying, basically, is that I think it sort of doesn't look good for Blizzard, and I think it probably shouldn't look good for them, right? Um... Because I don't know that they're in a great position as far as I can tell personally. Their stock is good, but I don't know that the company's actually doing that well, as far as we can tell from the outside. But on the other hand, this isn't like the 
death throes that I, I sort of picked up some people imagining it to be, you know? Or or the story of some sort of robber baron CEO uh, personally going into the pockets uh, of, of his employees, yoinking their money, and then kicking them out the front door with a gift card, you know? He turned them into pallets of cash. <laughs> Through, uh, you know, like, okay, but hear me out, though, right? Uh, the the 140 people got turned into the pallets of cash, and there was the 50 people they sacrificed in the in the ceremony under the, under the building. Right? Is that is that what we're trying to convince the boomers of specifically? Not. It's it's either one or the other. It's got to be teleporter mishap, or the money machine. I have confirmation that both exist, but not in the same timeline. <laughs> oh God. Well, I mean, we could we could blame one on Activision, the other on Blizzard, right? Because those are two distinct theories, and it, we. Like, you know, we could say that it's all part of the same cabal or whatever, you know? You know, Game Pass is probably involved. Have I mentioned my <laughs> deep-seated hatred against them? I'm oh, fuming man. right now. You can't tell. I'm keeping it real cool. That's that's part of why he's so scary. You can never tell when he's mad until, you know, just... <laughs> okay, I'm that's, punching that's probably the wall not as we speak friendly. right now. Uh, well, yeah, very soft, like, furry mood. He can't quite, like, lift his hoof all the way up, so he's sort of butting it with, like, that, that last joint on his on his moose's arm thing, leg. That's what <laughs> I'm looking for. And so the fur is patting it, but you can't hear it. But, yeah, no, he is right now. Um, anyway, what's the next story? <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's, let's move on before, before let's, like, let's the CIA or something find out that we're on to them. No, I I like that. I believe Moose has more of the details, or at least some of the underlying drama around. Oh goodness, the uh, Evo story in PlayStation. Yeah, so um, this is weird. So okay, the stuff that is like very very concrete, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's this fighting tournament goes by Evo. It's oh, like. <laughs> I thought you were going to go it's into like, Mortal Kombat monologue. I'm like, yes, I remember from childhood. <laughs> is this an invitation? Because well, uh, I'll do it. So, um, I'll use my it's, dogs it's like Evolution Fighting Game, something like that. It's just, it's just abbreviated Evo, right? And Evo is a fighting game tournament for people to get together and play fighting games. Wouldn't you believe it? Um, 2020, they were going to host an event, but uh, it, it sounds like it's like a yearly thing. Um, that started in the 90s. Um, 2020, they were going to host an event, but not only COVID, but also some um, misconduct within the company led to that being canceled pretty big. Um, and now we got word Sony has bought Evo, right? So Sony now owns a fairly large esports um, fighting game tournament thing. Uh, that's cool, right? I mean, I guess I actually don't... <laughs> really care but that's okay here's here's where here's where it gets really confusing um so sony went out and said hey guys we just bought evo this is great what does this mean okay we're going to do an online competition in uh 2021 and it's going to take place in august it's going to be free entry uh for for you know a a certain selection of countries they've they've got that whole list online um and then they list the games that will be in. Uh, there's Tekken 7, Street Fighter V Champion Edition, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and Guilty Gear Strive. I, 
I guess. I guess that's the name of the game, Guilty Gear Strive. I've never yeah. heard of that one. Anyways, people were like, this is awesome. Hey, we're Super Smash Bros. And now people are going like, what's happening? This right? is not awesome. I cannot find um, v- verifiable confirmation from Sony or Nintendo as of the current moment as to what Smash Bros. is doing or not doing and what Nintendo is doing or not doing for Evo. Uh, Nintendo is notoriously aggressive when it comes to protecting their IPs. Um, you know, there's a lot of memes about that kind of stuff, about, like, children dressing up as Mario for Halloween and getting sued by Nintendo. You know, just Jeez, just ragging on the fact that they are very, very protective. Some people go, hey, maybe Nintendo's being pr- protective and they don't want their... Um, they don't want their... Super Smash Bros. to be played. Maybe, they, maybe they're going to do something on their own. Maybe they're going to set up their own competition to Evo. Other people are, are saying, maybe this is Sony's doing, right? Maybe Sony is trying to, like, push out Super Smash Bros., push out Nintendo. Um, I don't have the answer for you. But one thing that I do have is that uh, Evo has made a public message, and um, they say that it is still open quote, to all platforms, right? So that would assume Nintendo Switch is still included in that. Um, and so people are people are confused. Some people that in... That does in, sound like it's Nintendo side. Yeah, like it's... It's, it's, it's an interesting situation. Um, there was somebody who claimed to have uh, a previous editor for Kotaku, like a head editor or something like that, who claimed to talk with a Nintendo representative, and the Nintendo representative supposedly said, hey, we're still looking into our options, which is like a very non-answer. And then some of the replies to this announcement that Evo is still open to all platforms, some people are assuming, Smash is safe. Yay, Smash is going to be in the thing. The other people are going, Super Smash Bros. is not a fighting game. Some people are still crying about melee. I mean, (laughs) bring in melee. That would be I. I I support this wholeheartedly and unironically for real. So, so it looks like from this, the Evo Fighting Tournament, which has had recent rough, rough waters, is going to be back with help from Sony for a few games. And I would agree with uh, Luca's observation that it seems like an, any exclusion of Super Smash Bros. is on Nintendo's part. The question is, why? That's that's what I don't get. Like, Pride. To a certain extent, um, I understand Nintendo wanting to protect its intellectual property um, from poor associations, you might want to say, right? Like, people can make fan games, and... I think there's a certain there's a certain uh, attractiveness to fan games to turn them into like horror games, and there's a lot of creepy pastas about like my cursed Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time disc that I bought from a homeless man, right? And I can of understand course, Nintendo wanting to distance themselves from that, and you know I can even with some of the drama that happened within Evo last year, I can understand Nintendo being like, hey, we want to keep away from that. But Sony acquiring it and Nintendo staying back is very odd for me because Sony is, like, it's Sony, right? This isn't, these aren't random people. This isn't a small company. It's very corporate, very professional. Nintendo, same kind of way. I don't, I don't see how this is, 
I don't I don't really get how this would happen. I would imagine in Nintendo's best interest allowing people to play Super Smash Bros at a fighting game tournament that has been going on for 25 years would kind of just be a cool thing. I I don't know. And and you know, it's it seems like it Super Smash Bros titles have previously been um involved in this kind of fighting tournament. Now, do we think that it's a bigger deal at least that Sony is getting involved versus like just the game companies like we've talked about in previous conversations? Does that make this more meaningful in your guys' opinion? I think there's definitely something to it because um, I, I, I did just just confirm to make sure that I'm not, you know, straight lying. Um, but the internet to our Super Smash Bros. Sense. games have been in Evo fighting tournaments yeah, before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this this is this is a new, uh, a new precedent being set, perhaps. Well, and the thing is, I think before because Evo was kind of about the games, but now it technically is owned by another console, and so console company Sony. And that might be a little awkward for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a there's there's definitely something there, um, in terms of like, but you know they've got they've got games from from Capcom and you know s- smaller developers when compared to Nintendo, well, certainly, yeah, but... but like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken. These 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 are like. Big fighting games. I I wonder if Nintendo is accidentally um, confirming the the belief that some people have that Super Smash Bros. isn't like a real fighting game by saying, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a little bit of an arm's distance because I don't want to seem inferior to Sony." Mm-hmm. Or and then there's also the idea of like, it, you know, it either comes off as Super Smash Bros. isn't the same the same caliber as these other games, or Super Smash Bros. is too good for these other games, right? It, it, it doesn't look good from from multiple perspectives for Nintendo to kind of take a hands-off approach. I kind of really... Sometimes with, with Nintendo in particular, um, I occasionally get the feeling that um, they s- almost seem to care a little more about um or or it, it occasionally they come off as if like something happening um in our they just they don't seem always very concerned about this kind of thing you know like this might legitimately just not seem that big a deal to them right? <laughs> it, it, i can't think of like a better way to say it than like they might just not care that much, and then I feel like yeah, they're, they're kind of out of touch. Now with... uh, that's our competitor, you know. Whatever, we're not turning up, you know. Um, and like they might not get why people would be like, "Oh, that doesn't look good." And let's be honest, they might be right in a way because Nintendo fanboys gonna gonna simp Nintendo, you know. Like they're not gonna yeah, be like, true. "Oh, they didn't turn up to the." Uh, to the to the tournament, and so I'm not gonna like blah blah. blah. I mean, like, let's be honest, people are still gonna buy their switches, and it's people, very true. I mean, and and as far as the like hardcore competitive 
scene around Smash Bros goes, I mean, that's still going to exist, whether they turn up to Evo or not, you know? I mean, yeah, there's, there's there been, are still, like, fan-driven melee tournaments with money, mm-hmm. and that game's almost as old as I am, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's... That might be a bit of an exaggeration, but, you know, like... It's, it's definitely an... interesting because it's you kind of you kind of hint toward a sense that maybe Nintendo is just apathetic about this whole thing. Yeah. And I definitely get that get that um idea just a little bit thinking about what they've done with Super Smash Bros Melee. There was a lot of uh, a few months ago there was a lot of drama because Nintendo basically more or less said, "Hey, um Super Smash Bros what f- Ultimate 4 I the newest one I think it's I think it's ultimate. I want to go with ultimate, yeah. Uh, that's our new game. We want you to play our new game and not play Super Smash Bros. Melee from like two thousand and three or whatever. Yeah, they could be taking the opportunity to just be like, yeah, we're moving on. New games, guys. Well, yeah, but th- see, you think about it, or wait, was was it Melee at Evo? I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch. Um, or, or it looked like Melee ultimate. was at Evo, but also the Super Smash Bros. I think four for the Wii U was at. Oh, Evo interesting, as well. interesting. I mean, I can. I so can it looks like they me- they keep the newest one and Melee. Okay, and I get, I do understand like why Melee has the scene that it does, and I <laughs> I once again, but once again, that that kind of is like them seeming kind of out of touch or just not caring, you know. Um... Like, I I honestly feel like Nintendo is probably almost as concerned with making pachinko machines as they are with this, right? <laughs> or probably more concerned, honestly. Have you seen how much they make from pachinko machines? It's ridiculous, you know? Um, I, I, I just, I, I can't help but have that suspicion that they just don't care, you know? <laughs> like... What are you gonna it's, do? It's they odd... own they own Pokemon, you know. Like, it's a very odd uh, situation for them to be in, where it's like they really care about protecting their IPs, but they don't really care about like a, a a tournament that would boost it. I don't know. It's it's weird, but but I I do I do agree with the sense that I mean maybe they just consider this not not important. worth their attention right now. I like I like the idea that maybe they're using this as an opportunity to be like, hey, let's not have any Super Smash games in fighting tournaments for a little bit, and then we come back, let's just have the newest one to break the uh, the Super Smash Bros. Melee stuff. The reason that Super Smash Bros. Melee is like so coveted by fans is because there are bugs in it that are very specific to pull off that increase the capability for combat. <laughs> well, it's it's not just that. It's hilarious. Um, there's, I, I, I mean, I, I have never played it. From what I understand, it's the skill ceiling is supposed to be higher um, because of that. And also, like, people really, really like the movement in it compared to some of the other ones, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I, I might just be completely wrong, but I, I seem to have picked that up at some point. And, um, you know, I'll be honest. If I was Nintendo... It would kind of sting for me to release a new fighting game. Several new fighting games. Several new fighting games. And watch as people stick with the one that came out for, like, probably the most forgettable Nintendo console. And 
was like has bugs in it that are used for the purpose of expanding the combat depth like that would that would just kind of sting that's like okay guys Mm-hmm. Okay, can we can we play something else? I, okay, now? I I find it really funny because this whole conversation I've been thinking maybe Nintendo is just like too Chad, you know, like maybe maybe they're just like too stoic and Chad and they just like don't care, pretty right? much. And then and then it's gone from like that to come on guys, you're really hurting my feelings now. Please play my new game. <laughs> <laughs> I just... we, we, we can we can we can we can turn off we can turn off melee now, guys. <laughs> Pete pizza's getting cold. Let's turn off melee, please. Oh my god, dude! It's, it's I mean, it's one or the other. But you you are right in that Nintendo fanboys are going to do whatever they want. Um, I gotta do whatever man. Nintendo wants, man. <laughs> like uh, uh, yeah, that that's that's more accurate. They will do what what Nintendo uh, tells them that they should want to do. Nintendo could literally like re-release. I don't know. Like they could make like three more versions of the Switch, and it would continue to sell like hotcakes, right? But, like minimal improvement, you know. And we've seen yeah. this before with two two sets of consoles doing the exact same thing, and people would buy them. And actually, um, I don't know if you've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I think me and Wes were uh, looking at some articles last week. I want to say, um, and I think that uh, the Switch has recently moved up into being their second best selling console after the the Wii, and I think it's had like their, um. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I mean it's really selling during COVID. So, I mean they're they're rolling in money, which they already were, but they're rolling in even more money. You know, like yeah, why, why I'm, do they I'm kind of surprised by that. Uh, there's Super Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Is there anything? No. Am I missing something? Oh, uh, there's one game. I can th- I can think of like one game on on the Switch that I was like oh I really want to play that and it's like nope it's Switch exclusive but I I legitimately do not understand what people are playing on there oh there's um uh, again, there's a lot of indie titles good news is some of those Switch exclusives are coming to Game Pass why can't I really? remember like the Animal Crossing? Traveler Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing yeah New, yeah New New Horizons that's right um I have to admit I think it is. disclaimer Octopath Traveler came to PC a long time ago but it was a Switch exclusive at one point now it's on Game Pass. <laughs> hey, I would be a huge fan of being able to play Legend of Zelda on a PC. Yeah, but see, that's what if you could only play it through Game Pass? What if you could only play it through Game Pass? I mean, let's be honest. There'd, be an, incident, the there'd be an incident at Nintendo headquarters if, if Nintendo tried to make him play Game Pass. Right? <laughs> like, it would be just surrounded <laughs> by wild moose, you know? I am, I am challenging every single member at Nintendo to one on one combat <laughs> if you were trying to force me to play Game Pass. No, um, uh, without, without joking, though, being completely serious, like I always am. One on one combat IRL is what he meant. Yeah. Or in Pokemon. Um, he'll, t- he'll take either one. <laughs> um, if it was Breath of the Wild and it was like, hey, Breath of the Wild is on PC, but it's only on Game Pass. I would probably get Game Pass for like one month to play <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Ah, oh, so your it. principles don't run deep, I see. Yeah. Guys, believe it or not, I might not actually have a burning hatred for Game Pass. It's a slightly diluted hatred. Psych, of a pure I do still. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's still a sound strategy, though. Like, I 
like if you try to subscribe to everything nowadays, you're going to be paying as much as you did for cable. So like you can't have Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, and Disney. But I, every now and then, if there's a show that's hype, I'll just buy HBO Max at the end of the season, watch it all, and then get rid of it. Now, see, what you need to do is you need to unlock, like, we need to, to, to basically just, all of us need to get, like, one of the services, right? And maybe, like, rope a few family members in it, and then between the collective, we'll have every subscription service, right? I'm just saying. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I well, sort of, well. That's a, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> like, here's the thing, though, right? A TV show... 30 minutes to an hour. A movie, an hour and 30 minutes to like three hours on the long end, right? Yeah. A game. How do you have time to play all of these? You know, you, you don't. That's the answer. You, yeah, you, you really don't. will and not be able to play all of them. I refuse to use. You don't want to either. Because there's a tool that will calculate based on your Steam library alone how much time it would take to beat all those games. And many people have talked about how They've used the tool and immediately come depressed because they spent all this money on these games and they literally do not have enough lifetimes to play all these games. Because it would take answer, multiple lives to beat them. What I find the depressing is when is I look to, through how many hours I have put into games and I'm like, oh God. See, here's here's the thing though, right? This 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 is something that Game Pass and these other systems exacerbate. They they press the idea of getting a lot of games and People will not beat them, right? The answer, buy games that you want to play and be wise with what games you buy. Like, boom, there you go. That's, that, you know, that, that's, that's my perspective. I prefer one really good game over like three games that I enjoy that I jump back and forth between. Um, How many games would you say you buy a year? one or two that's not very many it's not very many at all i wonder wonder what game i bought most recently can i see um, that in steam what what you bought most recently yeah the most recent game yeah they have a time um well and that's the thing and that's probably why moose hates game pass so much is that um he has minimal needs when it comes to new games and Game Pass, like, they will have it to where essentially, like, the money that you spend is the price of about a game and a half for a whole year. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I know I know there are a lot of people who play games and do not intend to beat them. They just like jumping into something new. That feels kind of like there's the no be- there's There's nothing better right than now. something like Game Pass for them, you know? We've gotten halfway through the game, and we've just instead of progressing, we've just built out all over the place. Like there's no <laughs> like, real sign of finishing. We've, we've manifest destinyed the entire map, but we haven't gotten past like the third boss. Much. I, I I always I always find that funny when there's games that let you get better gear. Like it's not boss locked necessarily. Mm-hmm. So you and your friends, after like four four weeks of playing, finally decide to go after the first boss, and you just three seconds pass and he's gone and then you're like oh that's kind of what happened i mean we did we, a, we ended up doing like a fist only run of the first boss and we beat it easily it, it wasn't like 
oh, this is challenging because we're unarmed. It was like, man, this is taking a long time. We even took turns at the end. Um, yeah. yeah. With all that being said, though, this will conclude our podcast for today. It is, it is that time to move on and maybe get back to Valheim or Game Pass. Because <coughs> there's so many games. All that being said, uh, we appreciate those who have joined us in the chat. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, know that we record these every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you'd like to join us in the conversation, contribute, ask questions, you'll be able to find us on twitch.tv slash Uh Once you're there, you'll be able to see the panels below that give us links to all of our other goodies like our website, Instagram, Twitter, things like that to stay informed of what we're up to and what we're doing. And if you want to talk with us directly or game with us directly, you want to click on that Discord link and join us there because that's where you will find us most often. And yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you there. Again, I'd like to thank those who joined us for the chat. It's always good having you, and we appreciate you being here. We hope to see you again next week.